Do you want to talk about how you're feeling right now? Oh, so many questions. What does this mean? What do I do? <laughs> Go on! Tell them what you think! I liked it. I think your calculations may have been off. I think it's all right. I just have a lot of feelings. This pleases me. These are perfectly normal feelings. Do you even know what you sound like when you talk like that? Now, shall we begin? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Real Feels Podcast. I'm Drew. And Nathan. And I'm Jack. Jack! Jack! <laughs> He's here. He's here. Ladies and gentlemen, can we... Can we just have you understand that something grand has happened to the Real Feels podcast? I've been putting out small, subtle clues out there onto the Twitterverse and a little bit on uh, on our Facebook page, even our Patreon page. I've been updating it. Little, tiny little clues. I updated our, you know, picture that has all of our three heads now, each individually, uh, you know, made specific. Nathan has his uh, his dapper beard. I have my glasses and Jack has that fabulous stash. The mustache man. The mustache man. It calls to me. It calls to me. <laughs> so, guys, now we have not only not only two. Yet, not not just two. We don't have a duo. Now it is a trio. Sweet mystery. A of tripod. Life at last, I found you. Three's company too. <laughs> <laughs> so Jack is now joining us on the Real Feels podcast. You get all three of us, people. That's like a deal. It's yeah, bargain. My glasses three for one. Fuck up. I'm mm-hmm. It's a shave and a haircut. Two bits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God. Guys, we are here for our very first musical episode, and I have to say musical because I know that at the end of Wicker Man, I had said music, and I yeah. was wrong. I mean, music, musical. Yeah, but we have a, we have a musical. Sorry, we have a music episode coming out later. Oh, uh, that's true. Okay, so that's, this is our this is our musical episode. It is uh, based on the uh, musical from like the late seventies with Stephen Sondheim about a uh, a radical barber terrorizing London, preferably on Fleet Street. It's Sweeney Todd. <laughs> it's 2007's Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Take it away, Tim Burton. This is the tale of an ordinary man who had everything. Barker's name was Benjamin Barker. Until a man of power stole his freedom destroyed his family, and banished him. May the Lord have mercy on your soul. For life, and in his sorrow, a new man was born. Fifteen years dreaming, I might come home to a wife and child. Benjamin Barker. Not Barker. Sweeney Todd now. And he will have his revenge. Where's my wife? She's gone. And he's got your daughter. Judge Tupin. You gotta leave this all behind you now. No. These are desperate times. And desperate measures are called for. Alright! You, sir! No one's in the chair. Come on, come on! Sweeney's waiting. I want you, bleeders. You, sir! Two, sir! 
Welcome to the grave. I will have vengeance. I will have salvation. I can guarantee the closest shave you will ever know. May the good Lord smile on you. Years, no doubt, have changed me. That's all very well, but what are we going to do about him? But in the tale of Sweeney Todd, <laughs> his skin was pale and his that eye was odd. odd. <laughs> he shaved the faces of gentlemen who never thereafter were heard of again. It's Sweeney Todd. <laughs> Uh, Jack's our base. Jack's our base. <laughs> Guys, in 2007, we had a fantastic musical come out, and uh, by fantastic, more so the cast. Okay, all right. It's not even. It's not even a fan favorite, but I love the cast. I think the casting for it is good. I think that it's. Tim Burton's very uh, like second verse, same as the first, like <laughs> on a lot of his stuff. So I mean, yeah. Did I like it? You know what? If, yeah. it's, if it's not broke, don't fix it. <laughs> but is it broke? Like, I think at this point it's broken. Is it skipping is it... and just like, nah, 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 nah. Mm. Yeah. Uh. Freeze frame, record scratch. scratch. How did we get here? <laughs> so, I mean, okay, you have Tim Burton directing... Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street, you have this reoccurring set of characters that is consistently found throughout, actually, a lot of his movies. So, Johnny Depp, I believe by this time it was his sixth movie that he had done in connection with Johnny Depp. You have his loving wife, Helena Bonham Carter. Um, Ooh, uh, Alan Rickman. Mm, no, he's not married to Helen. Not anymore. So, oh, oh. Mm. Didn't they divorce? Tell Sorry. Us, she's married to Sasha Baron Cohen now. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, at the time. I... Oh. At the time, I know that right. Wasn't so he... my my pre Tim Burton my Tim Burton knowledge ma- not okay. so great. Hold on, Let Sasha me... Baron Cohen better than Tim Burton. <laughs> Still not great. <laughs> I swear she was married to uh, Tim Burton. My knowledge of video games very good. <laughs> Is their house oh. also in tones of black? <laughs> I mean it's. It's just that one note that he just loves to play over and over and over again. And mm. I don't know. It Maybe uh, take a note from Steven Spielberg. Well, and maybe I'm a, little bit, I'm a little bit biased because I, I, um, I'm not a huge fan of musicals. So Whew, Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, I, I stuck with it. I liked it. The first watch through, um, I did not like it. The second watch through, I, I could at least appreciate it more. Yes. Uh, the songs al- are, you know, some of them are great. Some of them not so great. So I think my favorite and worst thing about musicals is mm. that there are parts that you just 
need to get through. And for some reason, there's a whole song dedicated to it. That you're like, really? Mm-hmm. Did we really need to just Let's sing right now? Let's expand on this for five minutes. Yeah. But what's nice is that that's why it's also a nice part is you can just kind of go, yep, cut, cut, goodbye. You know, just mm-hmm. you can just kind of skip over it or just kind of eh, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. And then that whole section right. is done. But the parts that are really good and the songs that really get you, you're like, ooh, yeah. Play this again. Do this. Mm-hmm. I like this. Mm-hmm. And and I did watch the, the 1982 Angela Lansbury release of this, the stage production. So there was there's a lot of difference, but but they he did. Uh, Jack's did. already putting in more homework than me. Like I, I just Jack, <laughs> Jack and I actually like we 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 kind of went back and forth because we were discussing the other night the different uh, theatrical versions that obviously mm-hmm. inspired this film. So he had gone back and actually watched the Angela Lansbury version, which I I have seen before, but I haven't seen in a good while. However, I went back and delved into my love, which was the 2005 revival of uh, okay. Sweeney Todd, and. Two very different people, especially with the role of Miss Lovitz. So Angela Lansbury originating the role, and then Patty Lapone was in two thousand five. And I love I love me some Patty Lapone as I love as me Mrs. Lovett. some Angela Lansbury going back to the days of bed knobs bed knobs and broomsticks. I, I absolutely adore her. She's just a ti- timeless. Can you say timeless? Yeah. I would say timeless. Yes, she's murder. She wrote. <laughs> yeah, she's a uh, Mrs. Paltz from. Oh, the beast. she is Mrs. Potts. No, that is true. That is oh, true. Chip. Oh, Chip. But yeah. Oh, okay. So I did look it up. Um, So Helena Bonham Carter was married to Tim Burton from 2001 to 2014. So at the time, I was right. He, okay. She, she was married and pregnant with their second child, which is actually is interesting enough. If you notice throughout the film, um, her her bosoms uh, get bigger oh. because the film, of course, is was done out of sequence. So uh, she was she was getting the pregnant boobs. Okay. And, uh, yeah, she said it was interesting to be, like, cinched, not only, like, being pregnant, like, into, like, a specially made corset. So, obviously, it's not, like, crushing the baby. Yeah. <laughs> and that <laughs> also explains why she, she did not have a nice, healthy tot of gin. She also, she did not have a nice, she healthy tot of gin. Mm-hmm. That kid's, that, that little boy's already an alcoholic. <laughs> From the, the ripe age, just well, down he in can, it. He can't be older than what? Go straight like to your 10? head. He can't be older than 10, right? Like 12, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, they used to give it to us in the workhouse <laughs> to yeah, fall asleep, asleep at night. You ought to slide down a bit, lad. You go straight to your head. They used to give it to us in the workhouse so as we could sleep. Not that you'd want to sleep in that place, Mom. Nor if the things were happening in the dark. That's nice, dear. I think I'll just pop in on Mr. Tofferty. You all right there? Leave the bottle. That's sort of like the the bad uh, story of parenting, where it's like, oh, we would just dip our pinky in bourbon and just rub it rub along it, yeah. his, his teeth. Rub it gums. on his gums. So it's concerning. Very concerning. Yeah, but I mean, like with the difference between the stage version and the actual theatrical version, you had an older man play the role of Toby, but he was a, a little slow, okay. which I think kind of fits for certain things that he actually did during the film especially like you know singing the song you know nothing's gonna harm you not while i'm around and because he i think it actually explains more of the i guess love that he feels for mrs lovitz because he he immediately becomes infatuated with her after she you know gives him a pie 
But him being a kid in the the movie, sort of, I thought it had that sort of like I finally the mo- found my home. The sort mother, of thing. right? Yes. The motherly feel because she even knows. She even says like when you know Pirelli like smacks him upside the head, and she's all like, "May just maybe like be me like motherly instincts or something." But I hate seeing a kid, you know, getting beat. Mm. It, exactly, and just her love for for Todd, you know, and wanting a family, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh. This is kind of like all falling into place already. I don't even have to have a kid. Like we can just adopt this little guy, mm-hmm. and you know we can just keep doing what we're doing. And which is consistent in her little fantasies that she keeps having, you know, throughout the film. Yep. I like how we though started with the the problem of underage drinking, but we we have not even addressed the the other elephants in the room, which is <laughs> the, over gandering? Can- <laughs> the gandering, <laughs> the cannibalism, <laughs> the cannibalism, and, uh, putting pussies into pies. pies. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, okay, we have Benjamin Barker returning from falsely being imprisoned in Australia, and he's coming back to London, and uh, we have Anthony. Sailing on the ship with him, and Anthony starts singing his, you know, song, There's No Place Like London. And he's like, I've seen the world. It's a fantastic place, but there's no place like London. And immediately walks in Todd. Yeah, no place place like like London. London. It's like, yeah, you're right. There is no place like London. It's terrible. You know, there's a hole in the world, like a great black pit, and the the vermin of the world inhabit it. Shit. But there's no place like London. Mm -hmm. And so Todd has this vile hatred. For London. I did like that opening scene of the ship coming out of the fog. That was a beautiful transition from Um, the animation intro. But the animation intro... It's very... Like the blood in the gears. It's Tim Tim Burton blood. I don't think that was industrial light and magic. I hope not. (laughs) No. (laughs) This is their project work. All right, kids, submit something. Uh, It's just, you know... (laughs) Just your off hours, you know, we're just going to see what you guys, what you've learned so far. It was a random mixture of like animation and then live action because like the sewer scene where the rats are crawling through and they show the blood flowing through the grate, like that was, that was live action, but it transitioned from cheap, cheap, cheapish looking like animation. The blood also looked like uh, ketchup mixed with a little barbecue sauce. I was just going to say bit. a very uh, a very very viscous like barbecue barbecue <laughs> sauce and and like red paint. Yeah. Which is Tim Burton blood. Yeah. I mean it's it's exactly the same type as um like uh Sleepy Hollow when he did uh Sleepy Hollow with Johnny Depp again. Second verse, same <laughs> as the first. Like, that's, that's Tim Burton's like mo. It feels it, okay, like it's it just, is his mo. Hey. The dark colors are his mo. Black and white stripes are his mo, and it's it's exactly the point why you can cast Johnny Depp in like these Victorian era stylings of movies, and he fits perfectly. I mean, he looks like an overgrown kid from like Hot Topic. That's what that's him roaming. Yes, you know London. And same thing with Helena Bonham Carter. She basically, it looks like Bellatrix Lestrange just opened up a meat shop because she has the same rat's nest And got on uh, lithium. And got on lithium. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's the same thing. Not that it's like a bad choice because I think she's actually, I think she fits perfectly well. I think she does great. Yeah, her casting, I don't have any issues with. I think by by the time Sweeney Todd has come along, um, I think I'm just fatigued by Johnny Depp. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> already you're just like oh my well, god that's I've terrible had- because he's the second character we see the, the late 90s had uh him as um uh was it the uh 
Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, which I, yes. I thought was a wonderful movie. It's like, oh wow, the range on that. When was when he, was Crybaby? Oh, I don't know. Because that was his that was his first musical, even though he mm. lip synced it the entire time. But then he beat the dead horse with uh, Pirates of the Caribbean with these sort of these overly flamboyant characters. And right. by the time we get to Sweeney Todd, it's there's a little bit of burnout, I think, for me at least, with Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp just he just wants all of his characters to have you know some type of eyeliner. You know, yeah. being worn. And maybe Tim Burton will reveal at some point before the end of his life that he has some sort of terrible color blindness. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> I'll be honest with you guys. Don't you love these bright pastels? <laughs> what are you talking about? This, this is gray. Gray on blue and they did you, silver. <laughs> did you notice that all the art in my house is charcoal drawings? <laughs> <laughs> Tim Burton's going to listen to this and be like, oh, oh my God. Guys. He's going to show up at our house. <laughs> I'll show you black and white. I was trying to think of like more times in which like Johnny Depp has actually been in something that is like Victorian era. I mean, so you have um, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street, mm-hmm. Pirates of the Caribbean. That's like Victorian era-esque. Yeah. You have, um, so you have From Hell, where he plays the inspector uh, trying to track down Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's the... What else? Is it in, in the shadows or like... Uh, Oh, Dark Shadows. Uh, he, he did yeah. the TV show, but that wasn't really like Victorian era. That was more. And that wasn't really Tim Burton either. That, that wasn't. Well, the movie remake was the original. Oh, was? Yeah, okay. there was a movie remake of the original television show where he yeah. played a vampire. But it also it was like the same mannerisms as if like Jack Sparrow and you know um, Sweeney Todd basically like merged. Yeah, he's like a Mister Potato Head. He just. He... You take out He's, the, and you I I like the, I like Johnny Depp. And... I think the only time that I've ever watched a movie where I I kind of questioned the casting of Johnny Depp, it was the uh, the recent. Um, Don't say Twenty One Jump Street. No, because <laughs> that end scene is phenomenal. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's, he came in. I was like, oh, yes, <laughs> it's it's fantastic. Be somewhere to find them. Well, that was kind of a yeah. when yeah. when you realize that he is Grindelwald, and you know. It'll be interesting because well, that was also trash Harry Potter at the same time. What the hell did you just say? Oh, that's don't, some don't harsh words. That look, it's trash. Trash Harry Potter? Harry Potter? Yes, no, yes. I disagree. I I disagree. Right. I thought it was enjoyable. It's like the seafood stew that they serve on Mondays because all their all their seafood is starting to go bad <laughs> this at this is point. Slightly too bad to even make jambalaya. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. It's just like oh well, the, this this Harry Potter's about uh, about met, met its time. We'll just throw it in the. Stew I think here. it's fun to go back and actually like learn the history of things that were already established in canon in the right. first book. One word, Drew. No match. Got muggles, this wonderful world word because you're in America. No All right, well, I I think we're getting off topic. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I mean, you bring up Harry Potter, but this has a lot of Harry Potter feel oh, because this is a half huge Harry cast. Potter reunion. It's yeah. a huge Control Harry Potter reunion. your emotions. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so you have him seeking revenge on Judge Turpin because the judge falsely imprisoned him for 14 years. He finally makes his way back to London. He finds falsely imprisoned him because he coveted his wife. Yeah, he did covet he his gandered wife. His he gandered his wife. He gandered. <laughs> he gandered. He gandered. <laughs> a pious vulture of the law, mm-hmm. and with a twitch of his claw. Okay. Can we just give um just a quick moment of silence for Alan Rickman? Because just just real quick. Okay. I, man, I, I lo- like 
he does these moments in films and every single one of them i mean from i think the first time i ever saw him was uh die hard for me die hard i almost want to say it was a uh, robin hood for me Ooh, mm, no 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 not the, the, the prince of thieves prince of yeah thieves. and he he was just this and when you watch ps if you ever watch the blu-ray version of that very different film like they cut out be a lot of stuff because yeah. I mean, there's things, there's topics in that that movie that I never connected with because you know I watched probably the TV version or something. Yes, that. with a spoon, cousin. <laughs> it'll hurt <laughs> more. <laughs> uh, but Rickman, I think, is just a phenomenal actor, and in this phenomenal maybe, vocalist, uh, pretty woman. Uh, I don't know if he I was don't think the I can best. Say bad things about him, though. I want to, but I can't. you want to. It's not. It's hard. Really it's hard, and all, it's man. hard to try and talk ill of the songs that are in the movie per se because they were originally done. Because none of them are the exact same songs from the from the Broadway stage version because they had to be adapted or you know some songs completely cut out. The only the only original music that's from the uh, stage version was the uh, scene transition music that was done on stage when they were changing up the sets. And it's that whole, like... Right. And so it's the, it's the, you know, it's the one that's used to, like, you know, camera, like, Fast going, hurry sings along, hurrying yeah. sings along, you know, through London, showing like, here's London, here's what he's gonna see. This is the world he's coming back to. How about a shave? Uh, <laughs> I can promise you the closest shave you will ever have. We so I'm gonna I'm gonna reveal something here. And uh This is a family show. <laughs> no, this is uh <laughs> it's the first time I ever watched this. I Oh well, that's fine. I totally thought that he was like, because I knew like, oh yeah, he you know slit people's throats, blah blah. blah. I thought he was doing it for a demon. <laughs> I swear to God, I was oh, like, that. That like he, he was, was like, sacrificing people like, for the demon. Like some, that there was going to be a song where like the demon's like, you're gonna be my baba, like and you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna send me souls, and he's like, all right, this is what I gotta Feed do, me, sweetie. <laughs> me. And so I'm like, okay. Well, the first time watching it, I was like, okay. When does the demon show up? <laughs> Where's the demon? I don't get. Is is Helen supposed to be the demon, or is <gasps> Todd the demon? Oh, okay. No. So funny that you say that because in the original Toby. filming of it, there was supposed to be uh, a demon. No, <laughs> like they were actually originally going to have because in the in the musical you have the ballad of Sweeney Todd, and you know, and it's the. Uh, it's Sweeney Todd on stage with the rest of the townspeople saying, like, you know, attend the tale of Sweeney Todd. Todd. But Tim Burton's like, why would we invite people to come and hear the tale? Why not just, you know, keep watching the movie? You're already going to hear it. And in huh. that tale, you were going to have the ghosts of the people that he had killed. That's the final scene of the stage play is all the people that he's murdered each come on one by right. one. And so you're going to have them come on stage a, and they, they cut it out. Which makes me real sad because two people um, were like really, really big in those scenes for big names. And one is, I can't remember his name, but it's a, it's Giles from Buffy. And he's allowed his one line in the movie where he says like, Mr. Todd, you say you have your own business. And he's like, oh, 
Um, yeah, and then, you know, Helen Barham Carter jumps in. She's like, yep, it's on Flea Street, right above me pie shop. And so the other one was Christopher Lee. Oh. Christopher Lee was mm. supposed to be in the film, and they cut him completely out. Why would you do this? Who cuts Christopher, Who cuts Lee? Christopher Lee out of a movie? Tim Burton? Come. I feel like Graham a worm tongue right now with a single tear. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think I can possibly say bad, bad call. Bad call, Tim Burton. Bad call. Well, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I have more. <laughs> We're just getting started. Just Scratch started. the surface. <laughs> so he, he seeks revenge on, on those who falsely imprison him, the judge and Beetle, Beetle Bailey. Beetle Bailey? Is that it? Beetle Bamford. Beetle Bamford. Beetle Bailey is a, is a comic strip. Beetle, 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 And when he cannot get the judge... He just basically decides everyone deserves to die. If I can't have the judge, then everyone deserves to die. And he goes on this murder spree. Well, does he go on the murder spree because... Um, I thought he went on the murder spree because he lost the judge. Right. Because he lost the judge. So everyone, yeah. he's just all like, no. That's why he has the song. He's all like, you, me, Mrs. Lovett, we all deserve to die. Yeah. Okay. Because one of the more uplifting bit. ballads of the, the film. It's more like- so I thought it was more where, just to kind of cover up his first kill, and is like, crap, you know what? We should the, talk about his first kill. Yeah. Oh, and just the, the shaving contest, like, I... Should we, should we, should we like, go... I mean, we can, we can jump back to, like, different parts. Yeah. But I would hate to get, like... We should cover the shave. The out shave of order and, like, you know, confuse people. But the shave... The Sasha Baron Conan to shave playing Senior Pirelli. To cover the <laughs> So he has this shaving contest. Anything to do with the elixir? Or the elixir is just one of the things so he it's, sell- Okay, so it's it's definitely part of the elixir because, you know, you Senior Pirelli. You get introduced to the, the boy. You get introduced to the boy who, you know, calls attention to the crowd and says, like, you know, oil please buy this elixir. It'll grow your hair out, blah, blah, blah. And that's when Sweeney Todd and Helen Bottom Carter are like, what is smells this? Like smells like this. Piss with ink. And so, you know, Sasha Baron Cohen goes out and he's all like, who dares to say that my elixir is piss? And he is the first real touch of color. Oh, uh, yeah. Besides Joanna. But Joanna has sort of like the golden gilded thing going on. But very the flamboyant colors, the reds, but the she, blues. But she's also like not allowed out into this droll, dr- like, you know, dreary kind of world. And you can't say that like there's this because there are moments of bright, flashy color in life later mm-hmm. on that very much resemble like Tim Burton-esque like stylings, kind of like in Big Fish. But it's the fact the that I think you can just I think you can definitely say it's because, you know. He's Italian. So he's got to have these big, bright, flashy, silky suits that are like jump jump pants that I'll tell you, I'll say it right now. I think we have a rival for David Bowie's like crotch piece <laughs> with Sasha oh. Baron Cohen. Dance, magic dance. Dance, magic dance. Sorry. It's Bruno. <laughs> He's, it's not even the Bruno thing. He has, wow. he has these high water pants that like you, you, it's there. It's just there. Yeah. And you're all like, David. <laughs> so I don't like Sasha Baron Cohen's cringy stuff like Borat, eh, uh, Bruno. Bruno, like, I it's, couldn't it's stand. on your edge, cringy. cringy. I could uh, not stand but Bruno. But I like it when he acts in other people's movies. Like, I really liked him as the uh, race car adversary in uh, Talladega Nights. Very good. Okay, yeah. Did you uh, see Brothers I... Grimm? 
Yes, know. that was. Or is it Grim? No, it's Grimsby. Uh, Grimsby, something or, like that. That was that was also kind of cringy. Yeah, well, and not as much as Bruno. Mainly because I feel like Mark Strong is such a like a a powerhouse actor. I mean, in most of the things he does, and for him to be oh, in this yeah, comedy, you're yeah. like, wait, do I laugh? What, what do I do with my hands? Plus, that was a very off the cuff movie, very low brow. Yes, um, but. It was a delight having him crop up as Senor Peretti, right, in this movie. Yeah. So the the shaving contest because he challenges his his elixir and says it's piss, and basically says like you know I'm I can guarantee that I can shave anybody better than some like straight hustler. Mm-hmm. And he's all like, oh, and they challenge have a, they accepted. use a, one of my favorite words. Was it the uh, brand or Montabond? Mm. Uh, in uh, any Montabond, yeah, yeah. So the uh, the, the, shave, the challenge goes down. Yeah, and I'm sorry, but if I were to call out someone, like say I'm a magician, and I'm like, yeah, like I bet you I can be better at magic than any of you guys out here, and some guy goes, uh, I'll take you up on that, and then pulls out a deck out of his back pocket, and it's silver and like beautiful. I'm done. No, this person in the in the crowd is like, yeah, he's sure. Like, obviously, he's ready for this. Yeah, but he, <laughs> I've been hoping he you can't were back ch- off at this point. No, he's, yeah, no. You, the crowd has no. gathered because and, and yeah, he's, if he backs he's, off, he's be proved as a charlatan. Otherwise. No one's gonna buy his his uh, his elixir, and so you know the cleanest, fastest shave, smoothest, fastest shave will win. And Beetle Bamford is the judge. To shave the face. To cut the hair Required a grace Required a flair For if you slip You nick the skin You clip the chin You rip the lip A bit beyond the repair To shave the face Or even a part Without it a smart Required a heart Not just the flash it take a panache. It take the passion for the art. To shave the face. To trim the beard. To make the bristle clean like a whistle. This is from early infancy. The talent give to me. My God. And then, of course, you know, two free shaves are given to gentlemen in the crowd. And it's Senior Pirelli. He's just, like, taking his time. And he's serenading the crowd. A shave of the Pope. They've got the rolled up. He shaved the Pope. This is an autograph from the Pope. He gave me the cleanest shave ever. And the bless you. <laughs> oh, he, Yeah, and he was, he was ready for that joke to, to throw it out. Well, of course. It's, like, one of his many props that he has. But just even that. So the cleanest. Barber of Kings? The cleanest King of barbers. and fastest. Mm-hmm. Two things. Yes. So you have to both, in my opinion, both should have had to finish to be able to judge both. And then how is it weight? You know, how is it judged? Is faster better than closer? Well, I mean, even with the uh, the quickness that Sasha Baron Conan is going at that guy's face, some of those, like, streaks that he makes on his neck made me nervous. Like, just... Mm. Like how fast well, he was going. I think it really comes down to the the preening of the peacock, the 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 overt showmanship, 
versus just the you know the quick touches of a master. You know, chip, 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 you're all done. Which, yeah. Which Sweeney Todd actually he he shaves him so well and so quick. There is no shaving cream on his razor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when he's done, he's that good. And he's even just kind of like, yeah, I'm done. All right. He's just like, mm, yep, yep, yep. He, he takes the time to examine the head, tilting it back and forth. And he's like, well, if I come at this at a 35 degree angle, this would uh, this will work out perfectly. And he he does. He finishes it quicker, faster. And Sasha Baron Conan's like, well, crap. See, in the stage version with Angel Lansbury, uh, in, in between the the uh, lyrics from Signor Pirelli, uh, they would go over to Sweeney Todd, and Sweeney Todd just stares at the audience and just sharpens once or twice his blade. And then Pirelli, Pirelli would just get kind of pissed off and continue singing, and then they go back to Sweeney Todd, just... just Good with, touch. Yeah, nice. Right. nice bit of... it's, it's, it's taunting. It's that, like slight mental you know kind of like screw you mm-hmm. like mm, oh you're gonna bite you get a bite okay you're gonna bite <laughs> so the contest goes down and i mean obviously he wins but this i get that this is all to kind of introduce these characters mm-hmm. and to have them kind of have this confrontation which obviously when uh sasha comes up and and I love how he's like, hey, let's just drop our acts, which is like, mm, well, I-, I wasn't acting, you know, like, right. oh, when he, yeah, yeah. when he comes back to the, uh, to, to, to his, shop. uh, to his, uh, share, parlor shop, and he's all like, he's like, <laughs> Mr. Todd, he's like, Senor Pirelli, he's like, call me Davey, Davey Collins when it's not professional, you know, you, uh, you owe me my five pounds back. Because you entered this under false well, five pretenses. Quid. Oh, five quid. Five pounds and quid. It's, oh, in, it's yeah. interchangeable. <laughs> Uh, so it was like because he knew he knew uh, who he was from the past because he recognized the silver uh, handled you know razors. He's all like you, you are Benjamin Barker, and I'm thinking, who else would like really know or care that Benjamin Barker is here except for the judge? Dotson, Dotson, we got Dotson here. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nice hat. <laughs> uh, that's how I feel like every time when someone's like oh, the reveal, and it's like who really gives this shit right now? Like, does this person matter in society? Is anyone going to go, oh my gosh, you're the guy that was shipped away to Australia 15 15 years years ago? ago? Like, no, no. So, yeah, he eventually kills Signor Pirelli with a teapot. Sorry. He bashes him in the face and then repeatedly in the head, Mm -hmm. which I commend the man for holding it with both hands because that teapot was already, like, Spouting off like that, the water was done. So he, I'm surprised he didn't scald his hands. Well, but when the know. boy comes upstairs and like the body is in the trunk and the hands hanging out, there like, is no Todd blood is, on like, the floor. He's pouring. He's tea. pouring tea. The fastest. My right. God, he is English. That is the fastest. <laughs> that is the fastest cleanup. Like all the blood on the on the floor is down or it's gone. Filled and up the water, boiled it. Filled up the water, boiled or it. possibly whatever like water was left out. But you could also see it clearly pouring out of the teapot when it's on the mm. ground. So, I mean. Good lord, he boiled a whole nother pot of tea. Mm-hmm. Mm, and he doesn't, you know. Maybe that's the demon. Maybe that's the, that's demon. the demon in him. So, demon, I have three wishes, right? Three wishes for my soul. I, tea. I no. demand a pot of tea. I have killed a man. I demand some tea to calm down. You English and your tea. Your English. This is going to be the easiest soul I have ever taken. <laughs> it's like, oh, 
bugger. <laughs> so, and when he after he smashes his face with the teapot, I almost wanted to see like a little layer cake moment of like where he like pours it out on him, like the hot. Oh, um, and I won't cry for yesterday. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but yeah, he cleans up somehow. Look at he split so quickly. And gets everything in the box besides his hand. The boy comes upstairs, almost discovers him as he's lured downstairs with the promise, the of, promise some of underage drinking. Yes, <laughs> yes. So he's he's sent away. I loved I loved Johnny Depp's face at the point where he's all like, So, Mrs. Lovett get you a pie, did she? She's a real lady. Well, if I know a growing boy, there's always room for more pies. Yes, sir. So, why don't you go down and get it? No, I should wait up here. And his face is like, I know the face is like little shit. I'm trying to save your life. <laughs> like go down and say, "All right, how about you tell Mrs. Lovett that I told you to give you a nice tot of gin." Thank you, sir. <laughs> and it wasn't that scene. It was the original scene where they show up at the shop, and then he's like, "Oh, go have a nice pie." And she's like, "Oh yes, come in and have a pie. Hope you have strong tea. Hope you have strong tea." <laughs> the pies have been around for a while. So a lot of the pies that are actually like in the movie. Um, like half of them were fake. Mm-hmm. Okay, so half of them were fake, but some were actually edible. And the kid who played Toby actually said that the pie was like extra moist and tasted so-so when he actually had to eat them on set. So even again, a prop was not made good enough. <laughs> so now does the judge show up at that point? The judge does not show up just yet. Because you have to allow Be- the time for... Doesn't Beetle go? He's like, oh, I'll be oh. by your shop uh, you know, at the end of the week. By the right, end of the week. right. He'll be, he'll be by by the end of the week. And even by this time, you've had Antony already visit um, the judge's street where he sees Joanna up in the window. Mm. A lot of things have actually... We kind of like jumped around. So we, right. we have like Joanna right. up in the window. We have... Mr. Todd and Mrs. Lovett's meeting for the first time. The whole, a customer. That, that is a fun song. By that her. is a fun song. I like that. What do you want to grab at? You want to grab at like pies or like Joanna? You want to wait for Joanna because you have a lot to say. I'm, I think I might be on, down with you on that one. Like, okay. I, like, yeah. I, I too. It's not. I, we both kind of agreed. I wish the listener could see our faces right now because, like, <laughs> it's like that unison. Like, ready, ready, yes, <laughs> ready, break. <laughs> uh, but that that initial scene meeting Joanna does have a scene that was not in the play, but is was was added to the movie where he gets invited in. But anyway, the boy right. is wandering down the street and he sees you know Joanna up in her gilded cage and. Of course, he immediately falls in love with her by seeing her from across the street into across a window. The street. Uh, yeah. And then she often, sings. Often people fall in love. It's love at first distance. sight. Yeah. From that distance? And we're talking there's, London here. There's I'm not going to condone this storyline. There's story of times you can see someone from behind and be like, oh, whoa, hey, what's up? And then they turn around and you're like, no. Oh, what have I done? <laughs> she's just magically backlit. So she's <laughs> just very visible she's in a to window, everybody. And it's like, oh, yeah, from from over here. I, she Are you giving wonderful. a like everything butterface kind of moment? Is that really I'm, the thing I mean, you're climbing? Yes. Good lord. And then it's, she not, it's not the strongest storyline for the movie. Probably the worst song of the movie. <laughs> now, the, the, the song itself, the, bird like, song. the meaning behind it. Oh, I'm not arguing the meaning. Yeah, the meaning behind the lyrics, I think, are very, very apt to her situation. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of her singing. I'm not a fan of her singing. Uh, we discussed earlier that it is very uh, reminiscent of Amanda Seyfried yeah. from, like, Mamma Mia. 
and I think she's trying to pull off like the the sort of the warbly factor of, mm, of, the, of bird. the birds, but it right. just comes out as bad right warbling. because the entire song is like you know like bad warbling. Teach bad me, warbling. right? Teach bad me how warbling. to sing. <laughs> teach me how to be it's happy like you, warbling. or at least how you sound. It's piss poor, <laughs> piss poor, because she's locked in the cage and she's just like that bird, but she doesn't know how to be happy. Yeah. Now, this is all for the movie, correct? The well, no, stage, no the st- that no. song is in the musical. So I, I, th- I thought But they actually that- do sort of, like, they have more physical contact in the movie. She's not as locked away. I thought there was a, uh, a or no, version. Or no, in the, in the uh, play. In the, in the play, they cut out so many songs. They have a lot of, like, one-on-one time in the Broadway play. Like, there's an entire yeah, song. Yeah, because there's three hours you gotta get through. And, it, like, yes, yeah. Well, I mean, this movie's, <laughs> this movie's two hours. Jack's <laughs> like, thank God this was not three hours. <laughs> but would, would he... Uh, Alan Rickman invites... Judge Turpin invites him in. Uh, so weird. Oh, but I love that scene. It's, okay, I'm with Nathan. It's a weird scene, but it also... It makes sense to, like, who the judge is, especially for, like, his... Like held in sexual tension towards everything that involves, you know, uh, uh, Benjamin Barker, Sweeney Todd's family. Like he went after the wife and then after like, you know, it failed with the wife. He kept the daughter as his ward. And now he's like pining after this 15 year old girl. I like how he's like, he noticed that somebody was gandering at his ward. (laughs) And he just invites him in. in And then he doesn't get right to it. He sort of goes through this, like, I don't know. The the geishas of Japan, the concubines of Siam, the catamites of Greece, the harlots of India. I have them all here. Drawings of them. And he's would like, you would you like to see them? Because he finds out that Antony Antony says like, oh, it's it's rather embarrassing for a sailor to lose his ways. And he's like, a sailor, such a practices. A sailor should be well practiced and versed in the ways of the world. Are you practiced, sir? A sailor. Yes, sir. The Bountiful out of Plymouth. A sailor must know the ways of the world, yes. Must be practiced in the ways of the world. Would you say you're practiced, boy? Sir. Oh, yes. Such practices. The geishas of Japan, the concubines of Siam, the catamites of Greece, the harlots of India. I have them all here. Drawings of everything you've ever dreamed of doing with a woman. Would you like to see? I think there's been some mistake. I think not. You gandered at my ward, Joanna. You gandered at her. Yes, sir, you gandered. I meant no harm. Your meaning is immaterial. Mark me. If I see your face again on this street, you'll rule the day you were born. <laughs> and he t- basically just like entices him. He's like, you know, I have, I have these lovely 
pornographic drawings in these books and he's like caressing the leather on the side it's so cringeworthy um, it's, like it's, all of this I'm it's like, very cringeworthy and then he says like uh no I'm sorry I think there's been some mistakes he's like oh there was no mistake you gandered you gandered you gandered at my yes, ward sir you indeed you did gander. Gander. You candered at my ward. If I see your face on this street again, you will rue the day. Yeah. My ward is for me to gander at I know. alone. It's like, you can't look at my 15-year-old girl. I don't care if she sits in the windowsill where everyone yeah, maybe in the street her, Maybe can put her in a her. room that's not facing the street. I don't oh, know. Like, yeah, then like he's like Uncle Touchy like looking through the hole oh, yeah. in, behind the painting. So, th- it's not even that, like... A, that's kind of glossed over. It's very glossed bit. over. And yeah, it. They don't even really dive into like that. It's this whole thing is just like very justified. Like this guy does not belong no, in this he, world at all. He de- well, okay. I mean, like he he definitely belongs there. Like for what he is, like a judge. But yeah, again, he's like, a, but he's like a corrupt judge. But good lord, who gave him like power over adopting this girl? I mean, unless the fact that it. You know, because he is a judge, this is why. Count of Monte Cristo. It's just, it is the times, and it's like, oh, like, you just kind of. So, this is why he's allowed to adopt, like, a little girl and raise her. "Mm, The aristocracy are allowed their dabblances and dalliances. And I'm sure money back then, like, was king, so it's just like, yeah, I'm going to take care of her. Mm. What are you going to say about it? Plus, he is a judge, so he is a judge. (laughs) I rule in favor of me. He's already hanging little boys, so. (laughs) Oh, he did. The little kid, he's all like. You seem to have not changed your ways. This is the second time that you have come before this court. (laughs) And since you are an abomination before God's eyes, I deem you to hang by the neck until dead. Bob Cratchit. And then, like, he slams the gavel. And it's a little red-headed kid. No more than, like, eight. Mm -hmm. And he starts crying. And even, like, Beetle Beetle Bailey. Why do I keep saying Beetle Bailey? Beetle Bamford. Like, you know, was he guilty? <laughs> well, right. The, uh, even Peter like gives that face of like, did he just say hang by the neck? Okay, I'm not going to argue this. <laughs> but I love the judge who was to his um to his right who kept like nodding his head. He's yes, all like, yes, it's like yes. this is a life of crime. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes, yes, you shall hang by the neck. Mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> and even walking outside, he said, "Oh, my liege, thank you. Just the sentence we were after. Was he guilty?" Well, I'm I'm sure he did something to deserve a hanging. Oh, he was going to. <laughs> he was going to. And then you have that slight confession from the judge to say, oh, well, what man hasn't? I'm sorry? Mm, nothing. <clears throat> Walk with me. Yeah. <laughs> Which brings us to another bad song. <laughs> from one into the next. <laughs> oh, really? Forgive me, my lord. Oh, God. <laughs> so you have, you have uh, Bamford. Beetle, uh, basically rejoicing in the fact that the judge has announced, he said, uh, I am going to marry Joanna. I'm, I'm going to marry myself. I, I'm going to marry my ward. And he's like, oh, joyous news, dear judge. He's like, this is great. Oh, but something's wrong. I mean, when I when I offered myself to her, she seemed a bit reluctant. I decided to marry my dear Joanna. Oh. Sir, happy news indeed. Strangely, when I offered myself to her, she showed a certain reluctance. Excuse me, my lord, may I request my lord permission, my lord, to speak? 
forgive me if I suggest, my lord, you're looking less than your best, my lord. There's powder upon your vest, my lord, and stubble upon your cheek. And ladies, my lord, are weak. Stubble, you say. And it's it's not the fact that you're like 40 years her senior. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's the fact that you've... You've been overly hasty in the morning. You've got a little powder on your chest and some stubble on and your you chin. You haven't been shaving, uh. clearly. No, and not the fact that you've raised her since she was a child. Like, it's almost like like it was a member of the family. Like, you raised that pig. You you gave it a name. It was there for all the holidays. And then you're going to slaughter it and eat it. That's what babe? he's done. Like, no, but that's oh. what he's done with... With that's this what girl, he's done, like, yeah. Joanna. He's raised her house, since she was a child. I will give you the finest uh, education and the finest clothing. I don't even know if she got education. Honestly, yeah, like probably, it, does, yeah, it doesn't seem not, it doesn't not. seem like yeah, she's allowed no out sense. of that house. She probably had private tutors. But he's raised her as a plower for him to pluck. Ugh, that's that's so God, Jack. Don't look at me. <laughs> you made me watch this movie. I'm looking at you guys. <laughs> no. It, like, <laughs> You're like, oh, we're gonna watch a movie, a musical. It's got cannibalism and, and this, this on Jack, underage like, creepy really Jack, Like the serial killing, we could have done without that. You're like, no, no, yeah, no, yeah. But even with the serial killing, I so I totally thought that he did that. Like not. <laughs> uh, I'm, no, I'm Jack. still on that. I'm looking at you two. <laughs> this is not me. That's so great. I don't even know if he set out to be a serial killer because like that was his nature. I think it was because like almost out of necessity. And then once he did it, he was kind of like, meh. Yeah, this is kind of cool. Well, I can't. That, well, his original that is a great song is a little priest. A little Okay. So his original plan was I to, like I, love, I fucking yeah. love that. Yeah. <laughs> his original plan was just it. to kill the judge and, and beetle. That was his plan. Like the people who had done him wrong. Mm-hmm. But again, it's the point in which he had the judge in the chair, lost him. And you know because the sailor boy because came the sailor in. boy oh, barges you. in and you know he's all like, Mister Todd, Joanna said she was going to leave with me to night. Pretty women. <laughs> and the judge is like, and now that's a sign. Oh, <laughs> she's not going to go anywhere with you. I'll make sure that no man ever sees her again. And as for you, Mister Todd, it is clear what company you keep, and you shall have none of mine. I love and how he, he runs like, away, walked in, and reveals every single part, like of just his so plan. much. Uh, Hey Todd, guess what? And like he's like on this five minute. I bet this girl let him go to steal her away from this bad judge. He doesn't take the time to like walk in and go like, "Hey, how you doing?" He Kramers the entire thing. Every, <laughs> every should have done like the, 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 the heavy step with the Jerry. Sweet Todd. Would okay. Helen be George? Or would she be? Uh... Oh no, Helen's Elaine. Elaine. Helen is Elaine the entire way. Yeah. Chocolate babka. <laughs> uh... Beetle Beetlebarker is George. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I like it. I think it. I, I think like it works it. out well because you know, like he's and then, in, and then it's a musical because about he's, nothing. In, he's enticed by women. It's a musical. About <laughs> well, actually, I think I think Beetle Bamford would be Newman. Oh, oh yeah. you know or what? Is, or is the judge Newman? No, no, no. Either way, I, I love where we're going with this. Yeah. <laughs> this is our. This is our. This remake. is our whole new podcast. <laughs> like we're just gonna. <laughs> Remake shows and movies into the, no. Note to self: Make sure to copyright idea about a Seinfeld esque <laughs> Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd.
Okay, but to a song that we all truly, truly enjoy, Have a Little Priest. Yeah. This is a song that I find to be the the, the actual like comedy of the musical itself. Well, because they're discussing what are they going to do with Pirelli's body. Right. And so she does the whole, it's like, oh, you know, seems an awful waste. What a lovely plump. You know, it's all like, seems an awful waste. You know, uh, what a nice round frame. What's yep. his name has. Had. Had. Has. And Helena Bonham Carter, she does do her songs, I think, pretty well. She She does. She does also have like the quality of like film acting to add Mm -hmm. to the appeal of the song itself within like the confines of a stage version angela lansbury did it i think she did it well i think she also did it uh, as we have talked about like too quickly Mm -hmm. and then patty lapone in the 2005 revival i think patty has the comedy down for it but helena bottom carter you have the multiple visual aspects of the camera to allude to like what we're looking at, what her mindset is going for. Plus it's also the different Mrs. Lovett's. The Angela Lansbury Mrs. Right. Lovett was very much uh, sort of like a, a little bit more of a gutter rat. Uh, her clothes were, were, you know, had holes in them. And, and even her, she had Princess Leia buttons in her right. hair to look sort of like the cats that she was putting into her pies. Oh. Um, and then you have Helena Bonham Carter, which is very attractive, uh, and she's a small business owner. It's not a bad-looking shop, and she can even sublet to renters upstairs. She's a successful businesswoman, so it's she just it's, has a pest problem, and the you know yeah, but it's, it's, it's London. And then also, so maybe maybe I missed this part, but how did how did human meat go better than like Papa the so, Pussy in the pie? I mean, yeah, <laughs> okay. I don't know. So I mean, it's the Maybe fact that one—I don't know—as she said, you know, um, well, you know, with the price of meat, what you get. Seven. Sorry, when the price of meat, when you get it, if you get it, mm-hmm. oh, good, you got it. And so it's it, the fact that one, it's fresh. Okay, so it's fresh meat as opposed to probably getting like week old meat. And okay. there's a lot of it. And there's a lot of it. She probably like spices it up. And the fact that she has more money, she can actually probably afford more produce to make the pies. You know. Tastes a little better, so she can probably get fair enough. Know, a little more herbs and onions and stuff like that. But I could see like fresh eggs doing that and then selling it to to the general public. But like she's eating the pies herself probably, and she's offering the pies to the boy. Yeah, so she's you never just okay Toby definitely like Toby. Sort of, Toby's loving them pies. Uh, Toby's down in them pies. Yeah, but you never see you never see Helena Bottom Carter eat the pies. You never see mm. really anybody eat the pies. She's eating she's eating right? No, 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 no. I know that. But like, is she's cuckoo enough to be like, "Hey, the serial killer above me, that's you know that I love, that I man, that I'm she just, is head that, over heels and like, for, wants to like, hey, let's settle down, like you know, let's just be a family and just keep on putting people into pies. Yeah. <laughs> let's keep let's keep murdering well, like, people. When they go to the like the beach or they go to the park, and she's like, money's coming in well now. You know, we could just oh well, we yeah, they go to keep on. Well, doing they go to the this. park. The, the beach was a dream sequence. That was her. You know. I know what you mean. (laughs) So they're deciding who to put into the pies because they have to, they have to figure out what to do with Signor Pirelli's body. And, you know, she looks out the window and she's all like, or sorry, she takes out the pie from the oven and she sets it down and he's like, what's that? It's a priest. Have Have a a little little priest. priest. (laughs) Desperate measures are called for. 
Here we are. Hot out of the oven. What is that? It's priest. Have a little priest. Is it really good? So it's too good, at least. Then again, they don't commit sins or the flesh. So it's pretty fresh. Awful lot of fat. Only where it's at. Haven't you got poet or something like that? Now you see the trouble with poet is how do you know it's deceased? Try the priest. And they go through each person they, and they go through the different people that they find on the streets. That's a fop. Finest in the shop. <laughs> I love his face when he looks across and he sees What's that. He's like, what is that? It's fop. Finest in the shop. <laughs> So the lyrics for this song and the melody, I I did enjoy it. It's, I did enjoy. It's this very comical. It's of course melodic, and it's just, it's fun. I love the you know the the priest. He's like awful lot of fat, only where it's sat. What about poet? Well, the trouble with poet is how do you know it's deceased? Stick to priest. <laughs> if more songs, see that's where I think the. That's the dark comedy aspect. Yes, it. and it, it works very well on this, but a lot of the other parts, you're kind of like... A lot of we... the other comedy in the, the dark comedy, kind of you lost that. And do you really laugh at this whole, like, judge pining after his 15-year-old? Like, you don't thing? judge... You don't laugh at that. The dark comedy parts... Oh, well, I mean, you judge. <laughs> the dark comedy parts do not come from the judge. They they solely come from, both in the stage version and in the movie, Mrs. is from it. Mrs. Lovett. And, you know, Sweeney Todd. And the stage version, there were genuine, like, belly laughs from the audience. Right. But this is very different because they she's... They took a lot of that away. Yeah, she's she's more, of like, pining over him, and then she's just sort of more lovesick to yeah. him and, and loses a lot of sort of the jokes that were written in that they still put in. Yeah. but they, Yeah, they still put in there, and they wrote flat. in different ones and all that. And it's it's definitely one of those things where she is... She's so in love. And, and she doesn't care. To, and she does not care. So And business is up. That's yeah, hard, you know. Business, business is going right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I had a problem with in the movie, though, is that when he starts killing all the people, they show him building the chair. I get building the chair. No, they should have had like a 1980s... Like musical montage. montage of him like <laughs> hey, building a chair now <laughs> like it was that was a well done chair yeah the chair okay the chair works I want to know how they possibly built the chute oh I wanted to see like because there's the no failed attempts and he, and and the, especially <laughs> like, the guy, like a guy gets stuck in the chute <laughs> like, that's part of the montage Live to win, and it's, it's super like epic. There's, there's failed test runs. He, he like pushes, and instead of the chair going backwards, it flies the guy forward <laughs> into the wall, and he just like scraps that prototype piece of paper. Uh, <laughs> and he's up late the night around, and then like the guy falls and, and doesn't really die, and he's like he like shakes his head like no, we need to like have more speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, grace the shoot. <laughs> Please be up, woman. Plus, there's like the cast iron, uh, like grate that closes when the the shoot slaps shut. Right, like that... he's gonna need some help to put that up. <laughs> it Sweetie locks... Todd is a slight man. Yeah, right. And if you notice, like the shoot itself, it is it's solid brick. Like it's been perfectly mortared to be an actual shoot going. Maybe down Maybe these there. were skills that he picked up in Australia. Possibly, it it is an island full of criminals. It is. You know, it is, mm. yeah. you made your decision then. <laughs> Not remotely. 
Because Iocane comes from Australia, as everyone knows. And Australia is entirely peopled with criminals. And criminals are used to having people not trust them as you are not trusted by me. So I can clearly not choose the wine in front of you. <sighs> but yeah, he, he <laughs> constructs and now it's fully operational. And so Fully armed and operational. Armed and <laughs> throat slashing chair. Throat slashing chair. And so throughout the movie, he kills uh, 12 people. Mm-hmm. All right. And it's, a lot of pies. it's kind of funny because like when Mrs. Lovett is, you know, serving the pies to people and people are coming in and she like closes the sign that says sold out and a guy walks up to get a shave New and she supplies. says, she's like, oh, fresh supplies. Oh, fresh supplies. I <laughs> but I mean, the, in, uh, the crazy woman who oh, is yes. <laughs> Lucy, Lucy, the crazy woman who is going around town asking for money and also seeing the smoke come out of the building late at night. Mischief. She Mischief. Mischief. City on fire. She's nuts. She so is she's crazy. One of her first lines was actually how I felt the first time watching that. And that is, alms. Alms for a miserable woman. <laughs> <laughs> because that's how I felt You're the first time. How you I feel was a miserable woman. So... You come to find out that, you know, when he returns and he's talking to Mrs. Lovitz, that he finds out that the judge has his daughter and that his wife is no longer there because she's taken arsenic. And that's all he's that's all he knows. Mm-hmm. And so that's leading him to believe that his wife is dead, only to find out later in the movie that the crazy w- homeless woman is his wife, Lucy. Just she's gone, you know, kind of like unstable yeah. due to having like brain damage from the arsenic well plus she had a much larger part in the the screenplay oh, and she yeah. was also sort of prostituting to make things in in the in the stage play she was she was she was and like they, she would ask me she like completely cut that out of they the completely movie. cut it out that was actually part of like the the awkward funniness of the of the stage play where she would ask people, she's like, do you have any money? The first person do you have any money? Sweeney no, get away. Right. It's, it's the same his person. Wife it's his wife. Like, you want to have a go? Yeah. She's all like, do you have any money? Oh, get away, woman. Off. Be, be with the devil. And she's all like, well, how would you like to? <laughs> <laughs> she's like flashing up her, her knickers. She's all like, how would you like to take a run, sir? And like, you can, you know, how would you like to like, what was the line? Like, how would you like to shove your celery? It's yeah, all like, yeah, it seems yeah. like you got a lot to shove. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not, not very subtle. It's not subtle in any way, shape or form. But they and then really suddenly he says no, and she it, walks away again. Arms, arms. It's it's like a split personality between you know I'm begging, and apparently like come get some. So they had cut her her part down so much in the movie that frankly she was kind of annoying. I thought a bit, and, well, and almost to the part of just very like forgettable. I'm like, oh yeah, like he's he's after the judge to just have revenge. Not so much to find, or even when like Anthony's like, "Oh yeah, I'm really after this like this girl." Like he's not like, "Hey, yo, that's my daughter." Right. He never. never, He never never brings it up, saying like, "Yeah, don't go get my kid," unless he's like kind of like plotting and saying, "He's like, oh, I'll just kill Anthony. You should totally go get that girl. She's cute." And secretly, I'm going to get my daughter back. And then, yeah, keep her safe. But so if Lucy, Lucy's our moral compass, Lucy she's not is the a moral, very good one. Right. But I think she's also that subtle point where she can come back into the film and be all like, mischief, mischief. They're killing people. Audience, do you not see they're killing people? Mischief, mischief. Yeah, but during her scenes, I'd like, head in my hand, just like, smoke, 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 sign of the devil. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things, but it, I mean... 
at the end, when Sweeney Todd like has to kill her, and then she goes down the chute. I don't know. It's it's like a moment of relief. You didn't even look her in the eyes before you slit her throat, and that could have been the point where you're like, "Oh my god, you're my wife. I don't want to kill well, you." Well, she even said like, "Don't I know nah. you, Mister?" But he didn't take the time because he heard the judge coming up the stairs, and that's why he's like, "This is my only chance to kill him." Slice you're this lady's throat, slice drop slice her down slice the chute, slice and that's where she goes. But at this point, like, I almost am like, if you're just killing people and just like nah like what and you're kind of crazy what are you trying to do you is there something that you expect after this that you're going to just carry on with life because a lot of times with these kind of killers of syrup you know they're just like after this target or whatever and then it's like yeah i don't care what happens to me i've i've done what i needed to do and so after he kills the judge where what are you doing in life are you just gonna be just go back to Bart? Well, I, th- I don't think he, he cares. So, he turned into so much of a murder hobo, Sweeney Todd did. Yeah, that that was the price that he paid. Was he ended up killing his own wife because she sort of was the obstacle to his ultimate fulfillment of his right. revenge. It was his white that whale was sort to of get the, the judge. That was fate for him. That and was the that was his anything that, that got the, in the way. That was the great seal. That was the price yep. he paid. You know, you can kill the judge, but you just can't take it beyond the great seal uh, I, I, I heard that and I was like <gasps> is he referencing <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, well so I mean he eventually kills Lucy and then kills the judge he his by this time he's already killed the beetle and the uh, the boy uh, what's the boy's name Toby Toby, Toby it was locked in the, the bakehouse because he had spotted after the he had Pirelli's this, purse after the after this loving song with no Mrs. Lovettsworth he tells you, like, I'm going to be here to protect you from, you know, those who might do you harm. He's like, demons will charm you for a while. And he's, like, looking upstairs, and she tells him, like, you know, nothing's going to harm you. Not while I'm here. Hey, you know what? How about you follow me to the bakehouse? Have and she nice locks him. Penny. She locks him in there. And I didn't, I, maybe this I didn't even get either, because... She's trying to tell him, hey, after she but saw it, Pirelli's purse, he knew that he, yes, he, he that knew that he people. had murdered Pirelli. But again, just like, uh, OK, so Sweeney Todd's ultimate goal is to kill the judge. Yeah. He's not going to let anything get in his way of doing that. Side quest. Just Beetle like. Bamford. Yeah. Just like. <laughs> nothing, Which he got the nothing's going to stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And nothing's going to stop Mrs. Lovett from getting Mr. Todd, even if that means locking that boy in that bakehouse for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. Or even killing him, uh, and so when, when the two to, and when the two of them are there. like looking for him, they're both kind so of out to kill him. If if he had survived, would Todd sort of from eating the pies down there sort of turned into like Pearl from Blade, or <laughs> just like this, this huge guy in the corner just stuffing his face with pies, like like, <laughs> like it been like ten years later, he comes down through the door, and all he hears, he's here, he's here. <laughs> He can't even get out of the bakehouse anymore. <laughs> He's positioned right next to uh, the grinder and the furnace, so he can just grind, ladle, and then put it into the yeah, oven. No. We'll add this to our... our to the uh, remake? To the, Excellent. To the Seinfeld so, remake. Seinfeld <laughs> slash Blade. Yes. yes. <laughs> A twist. <laughs> just to keep touched. them on their toes. Yeah. I think it's good. But um, after he kills Mrs. Lovett, because... Uh, he realizes that she has lied to him, mm-hmm. that Lucy was alive. And she's like, I didn't lie. I said she took the arsenic. I never said she died. 
Yeah. She never said she died. <laughs> she's like, I was trying to protect you. I was doing it for us. So we're going to have a jaunty little murder dance. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mrs. Lovett. Keep on living it. <laughs> Keep on living it. And he throws her into the fire and she burns alive. And he goes back and cradles his dead, dead wife's body. And there's Toby crawling out of the sewer. I did like that, though. I thought it was a oh, good when he, fitting when ending. When he kills him? Because he's like, you killed my ma. Oh, right. I'm he's like, get you. you killed the woman that I love. And I'm going to kill you with your own razor. Mm-hmm. Ruby. Is this, but like, is this a little stab to, to Hamlet where, like, everyone's miserable and everyone dies and it, like, Toby's the last one? And he's like, yeah, but, I got but nothing the now. And, Toby uh, does have Joanna, nothing. They, like, they, get, they get away. Okay. I mean, honestly, like, Toby. Okay. <laughs> Toby does really have nothing, a... but he knows now how to make the pies. So True. technically, he could take over. This is part of the remake. He takes over. Huh. Yeah. But in, in the in the stage play, like the cops burst in yeah. along with Sailor and Joanna, and Toby sort of lost his shit at this point. Mm-hmm. So sort of like, you grind the meat three times. It makes for the tasty pies. And like, you just, it's, they, he just, the stage play is definitely, it's a more, that he's lost it's a complete story. He's be locked up or, oh. or something at this point. I do like the movies end, though, how, you know, there is a little bit of ambiguities, you know. Mm-hmm. What does Toby end up doing? As, like, Tim Burton blood just spills all over the dead wife's face oh, and yeah. onto the floor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I almost thought this was a uh, Tarantino. Like, just there's the so fan blood of, like, oh, how much, like, like, how much it just, like, it squirts out. Like, Ugh. just like an explosion of blood. Or what, he's, like, stabbing the judge oh, in the neck. And, yeah. He's just going for it. I mean, you have... Like a consistent theme of color tones throughout the movie itself. Like in the beginning of the play, it's it's blue and dark and gray because he's like he's looming over the fact that he's going to kill the judge and he's plotting and planning. And after he goes on that like the murder charge, you know, he goes all murder hobush and he does the whole like, You sir, you sir, come on, no one's in the chair. And it, it immediately changes to red. Like everything is red in the city. And and I mean it kind of like reverts to uh what the uh Lucy's, you know, is kind of singing City on Fire. Yeah. Yeah. We got to wrap this up. So jump into our segments. I think uh, think it's time for a little uh, cut it out. Or I think think cut it out. Shave it up. Shave it up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know. There's a little sweetie talk. Go. What were you thinking? Well, you got me. By all accounts, it doesn't make sense. And you've got to cut it out. All right, guys, so we've cut it out. We choose different segments of the movie that we think could possibly be taken out, and it's uh, it's not going to detract from the overall story. So, uh, Jack, what do you got? I, I would like to defer. <laughs> no, because uh, I think that, we're, I mean, cut it out. Cut it out. The bird bird song. The bird song? Yeah. Um, in fact, they, they could have just recast Joanna as a, as a, uh, a mannequin oh. with blonde hair. <laughs> I think we the movie would have been this thing together. <laughs> the mannequin. It's gonna stop <laughs> us now. This would be a really interesting musical with just a mannequin and Oh my god, this is why he becomes the uh It's going in the, the wig. This is why he becomes the wig man's apprentice, because he needs a wig for that mannequin. Nobody needs it too. <laughs> Alright, also I would almost want to cut out uh Joanna like at all. <laughs> <laughs> Just okay. Bear with me here. Taking the the tale of revenge mm-hmm. and having Lucy as the like oh like the, you know the one that got away or whatever. Anthony could just as well 
you know, interrupt for whatever reason and still have conflict with the judge. Yeah. It doesn't have to be this like it doesn't have to be Sweeney's daughter. Romeo and, and Juliet didn't between have to them. Be a daughter to begin with. Yeah, so. and I don't know. It's, it's, a, just... it's a weird like subplot with Antony and Joanna. I mean, like you can even you can take out Antony from the story and you would still have Sweeney Todd going after the judge for exactly. his daughter. Sweeney, for the most part, seems pretty, you know, sort of wishy-washy on whether or not he really wants to rescue his daughter. And when he finally does meet her, well, he doesn't even Because he's so hellbent her. on killing the judge. Yeah, so I, I agree. It didn't have to be the daughter. They could have gone different direction with that. They could have just been another ward. Yeah. True. Right. It could have been. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with, uh, due to the fact that within the movie, they, they uh, take out so many of Antony and Joanna's songs together that actually develop like a full-fledged story like in addition to the actual plot i would take out antony and i mean just their love story like on i'm guessing in the play they have a lot more time of they actually do, and it's the most boring part oh okay well then cut it out it's, Done. Boom. it's just because there are like certain moments where it doesn't it doesn't make sense as to like why he comes up there because he doesn't know or at least us as an audience aren't given any information as to how Antony knows where Mr. Todd is. Because, like, that moment when he runs in and says, Joanna, she's gonna, like, come and... Oh, okay, okay. And suddenly he knows where Mr. Todd is. He knows that there's, you know, a girl named Antony, or Joanna. And so, I mean, it's the moment where, again, you don't have anything contextually within the story to establish that he should know where Sweeney Todd is. Mm Mm-hmm. In the stage version, it's much more important because, again, there's a bigger story. There's a whole other hour to establish that. But, yeah. All right. Okay. So, uh, you can say that again? Yeah. Okay. Oh, my goodness. That's the most badass thing I've ever heard. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You can say that again. So, guys, with uh, You Can Say That Again, we definitely try to look for the best and the worst lines in a movie and... At this point, we're going to talk about not only the best, the worst lines in the movie. We're going to talk about our favorite songs. The favorite ones. The favorite ones. <laughs> Nathan, uh, Nathan, what was your worst line for the film? Ooh. All of the people in Britain are going to like, I'm going to stop downloading this podcast now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> These people can't use proper British accent. That Drew's taking the piss out of it. <laughs> That's actually, so real quick, that is my favorite line. Is with they in the Imperelli's elixir when he says uh, about, like this. about the boot, like don't get on your boot, it'll eat right through. It. I, just, I just like, That's... I mean, that whole song. I love I, the first time I watched, it, I was like, I am digging this to shave the face, <laughs> to cut the hair. Wanna buy a but just this kid trying to sell so the that's your, snake that's your favorite yeah okay, so, okay, so favorite. I, I love it what do you got for favorite favorite line or favorite song we'll, we'll, we'll do favorite lines and we'll go to songs favorite line uh again uh it, it's it's um, gander judge yeah, yeah. judge Turbin. <laughs> you, you gandered at my ward joanna you gandered at her yes sir you gandered like he's just saying like the f word or something like that. it's like yeah gandered yeah 
You heard I just, me. I love the use of the I word. saw you drooling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I really... Um, it's it's part of a song, mm-hmm. so it's part of the song. I love the line. I don't know why. Maybe it's just like the grovelly way that Johnny Depp says it. I love the when he says like, "Come on, right now, Sweeney wants you bleeders." Who, sir? You, sir? No one's in the chair. Come on, come on, Sweeney's waiting. I want you bleeders. You, sir? Anybody? Gentlemen, I don't be shot. I love that line. I don't know Sweeney why. wants you bleeders. See, Sweeney yeah. wants you bleeders. He's like wandering around the streets. Oh yeah, to drum and like clearly business. it's his it's his own imagination when he had that like yeah. that mental snap. And I love that like he's just on the he's ground, on the ground with, with his blades up, and she's like and she's like yeah you done <laughs> are you are you through you what are, are we gonna do about the dead body you he's are like, crazy oh right God, I love you <laughs> <laughs> you are so hot right now <laughs> uh, worst line Nathan. <sighs> Come back to me. Come back to me. I didn't get to do my favorite song, which was wait. No, give me a worst line, and then we'll do. Then we'll okay. do the songs. Uh, worst line was actually worst lyric. Okay, and uh, that's fine. It's uh, Beetle Bamford. Excuse me, my mo- <laughs> my lord, may I request my lord permission, my lord, to speak. Like that opening <laughs> to the song is just it grates on me. I absolutely hate, and I think it's because it's just the idea of it, and we discussed this where it's, I, to me, it's just gross, D- despite the fact that this is a movie about cannibalism and murder and uh, underage, like, adoration. Um, it's when Beetle Bambert is saying, oh, my secret is a little bit of ambergris, you know, in my in my cologne. And I'm thinking, it's like a it's like a whale's loogie or hairball. You're mm-hmm. just like throwing into but cologne and perfume were made with ambergris i mean i don't know why that's gross to me maybe it's just actually knowing what ambergris is especially in the context of tonsorial services so my line that i'd like to cut it out that is just kind of dumb because i almost thought like when i first watched it i i thought that they were going to elude this demon thing (laughs) i swear when they talk she's uh, haunted like you know oh yes uh people think it's haunted um something uh, you you see your years ago something happened up there something not very nice not very okay nice. boom Th- this is where the demon is this because is where the murder <laughs> took this place is, this is where it took place and this is where it's at there's a pentagram on the ground boom this is the demon no nothing to do with the demon I gave a demon a bad shave <laughs> so with that I I love uh, the idea of talking about best songs you know for the uh, for the musical itself I. Hands down is uh, I'm gonna choose a uh, have a little priest. That's gotta would, be yeah. the better of all the songs. If I were gonna take one out, gosh, it's the sing like nightingale bird song from Joanna. I would even put that above uh, Anthony. You know, I feel you, Joanna. God, it's so feel my nauseous. <laughs> but like at least that song, like. Done by like a really good singer, I could see that being yeah super this, this good. Baby face kind of kid where he's all like, "I only saw you for five seconds, but I'm gonna break you out of that window. I'm gonna take you away with me." Next goal, break Joanna <laughs> out. Got so it. So you took Little Priest, uh, which was was going to be mine. Uh, that's a great choice. Um, I know Nathan doesn't like it as much. But I did like the the pretty women sort of oh, chorus. Really but it's where women. he finally has the judge in the chair, and like Johnny Depp is genuinely oh, he's like happy. Pretty, he's like pretty, pretty like their like mother. He's, he's really like hamming it up. And... 
Pretty women are a wonder. Pretty women. What we do for pretty women. women. Blowing out the Judge is like, oh yeah, not mood today. And I do like the symbology or symbolism, not symbology, um, of the two of them being so close to each other. And a shave is a very like, I mean, oh, it's an a, intimate thing. You have a man with a blade, you know, going against your skin. He is he's trusting. And so for them to be that close, and they do that those motions where they you know kind of coming back and forth and. Todd's just like, oh, just savoring the moment. Mm-hmm. And it, it is a good moment all around. I yeah. like it. So, yeah. good good yeah. choice. All right. This is the best part of Johnny Depp I could manage to distill out of this. Yeah. And even and with, Alan Rickman. Even with all the singing. Up, I think Johnny Depp, even though he doesn't have a big voice, I thought it was, I thought it was very well done for this movie. Yeah. Everybody else in the movie, yeah. I thought it went okay. I'm not a huge fan of Helena Bottom Carter singing, but... I am. Mm-hmm. I, I was I, okay with it. I'd take uh, her over I Johnny say, Depp any day. And, uh, and Timothy Small. And Timothy Small. <laughs> the Timothy Small. I mean, I'm not saying she did a bad he's job. He's sort of enforcer in the movie, and all I could see was, uh, uh, what's his I, name? He from, was almost uh, my favorite from... for a character-wise, like, character choices. His movements were great. Yeah. Uh, he, he just... He kind of sloths mood. Like we we were thinking very... that like maybe his like leather jacket was like too tight and it like contorted his movements. Yeah. When he did the whole like it's like oh yes my friends and neighbors. <laughs> and he, he does his, his awkward walk. His like cane stabby thing. I kind of wanted to see him like beat down someone. Like he did. He, he beat the he beat the shit out of Toby. I mean, Toby, Anthony, you like threw him outside. He throws him out and he's like, oh, the next one, like next time it'll be like your skull. And I'm like, no, I want to see him like really like he did. He cracked him over the back like twice. It seemed like he played like Ah, an evil ancestor of his, uh, of the character in um, um, Harry Potter. Yeah. (laughs) Are you related to Peter Pettigrew? It's like a muggle, yeah, yeah. A muggle Peter Pettigrew grandfather. Jack, what would you give this film... A rating. So, usually if you get a bad haircut, they say give it two weeks, it'll grow in. This is a bad haircut that would take three weeks to grow in. So I give it three-week bad haircut. Oh, okay. So I got three week out of ten uh, weeks. <laughs> I love Jack's rating systems. Just yeah. so. it's, it's left up to so much interpretation. Yeah. Oh, well, hey. What about you guys, Nathan? I would give it four Toby slices of the neck <laughs> out of ten. You're just gonna kill Toby off in just the rating four times. Like, oh my god, it's it doesn't cross over the the border of this is an average film. Like, I don't out of musicals, this is not one that I'm like, oh my god, put on the Sweeney Todd. I want to just you know sing Joanna. No, this is <laughs> I want to sing Joanna. Like, this is not that film. This is not that musical for me. So. For for me, it's one that is like it's it hits a bit more, you know, 
to my remembrance of like high school years because this the the revival came out exactly you know the year I was graduating high school so I was very much into the actual stage version so I think it's more nostalgia love for me to actually truly enjoy the film but I'm but I agree it's not the greatest adaptation for a film musical that you can find but I'm definitely I'm gonna give it at least like six out of ten uh, meat pies okay yeah now are those human meat pies cat meat what. Well, I guess you'll just have to you'll have to find out. You'll have to taste it. You have to find out. Remember, Mrs. Lovett doesn't serve it by the slice. Ooh. You have to buy the whole pie. That's how they get you. That's, you how, they get, that's how they get you. Shit. Yeah. So, guys, if you want to join us in two weeks' times, that'll be uh, September 26th. We're going to be uh, delving into our adventure genre. And, you know, guys, at this time, you can always find us, obviously on other iTunes or Podbean, because you're listening to the show right now. But, hey, go out there, spread the good word about the Real Feels podcast. Tell all your friends that we are on every other Wednesday, bringing you a brand new movie genre every single time. Pretty podcast. Pretty podcast. (laughs) Jack's not having any of it. He's he's just like, nope. Is this episode over yet? (laughs) Guys, take a look for us on iTunes. And uh, Podbean, like I said, on Twitter, at RealFeelsPod. You can just send us an email at RealFeelsPodcast at gmail.com. And guys, guys, we love them five-star reviews. Landing gear. Landing gear. But more importantly, we have our Patreon up right now. We have currently four patrons, and we love each and every single one of them. One is a uh, a good friend of mine. One's also an ex-student. Another is a... Uh, a podcast family member that we, uh, you know, do love their show. Everything I learned from movies and my parents, my Aww. parents, they, they're proud of me. <laughs> my, they gave uh, us money. My lovely lady girlfriend. Yes, your lovely lady girlfriend. She yes. also has donated. Oh. So as Judge Turpin would say, go on to Patreon, give it a gander. Give it a gander. <laughs> you give gandered gander. at my Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> you gandered at my Patreon. Guys, you go on there and you get the right tiers. You can help influence how the show comes out deciding on what genres we do or even what movie we discuss so guys until next time have a little priest a customer wait what's your rush what's your hurry you gave me such a fright i thought you was the ghost of a minute can't you sit sit you down sit all i meant is that i haven't seen a customer for weeks did you come in for a poison don't forgive me if me it's a little vague what was that? But you think we had the plague From the way that people keep avoiding No you don't Heaven knows a try, sir But there's no one comes and even to inhale Right you are, so would you like a drop of ale? Mind you, I can hardly blame them These are probably the worst boys in London I know, I know what it cares to take them I should know, I make them But good, no, the worst boys even that's polite, the worst boy.